Welcome to Johnny and Brodsky with your hosts, Johnny Kim and Brandon Brodsky. All right, this is Johnny Kim, your lifestyle and business consultant. And Brandon Brodsky, CTO and founder of Brodsky LLC. And today we're going to be talking about how to make your career sound sexy. And we have a special guest, Daniel Belial. Daniel Belial and I work together. He's a web developer. Hey, guys. All right. So, Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. This is going to be fun. We'll see. All right, so, I mean, when you're talking about a career, I think one of the nerdiest things that's, for me, is is programming, engineering, Math. that kind of stuff. Yeah, mathematics is a great example. My major. And so my major was computer science. And so like uh, like Daniel, well, it was always a, a challenge to not sound super nerdy. And <laughs> when you're approaching maybe women in, in college and, and stuff, it's kind of hard to seem like sexy or attractive when you're saying, hey, my major is like this super, super nerdy thing that it's pretty obvious that not many women like it. Because, I mean, if you go to the your classes, there'll be like two women and 45 guys. Um, so that being said, how do you make these nerdy careers sound sexy? Johnny, do you have any ideas? Yeah. I mean, my experience is a little different. I'm, I was a psych major, and I'm like a lifestyle business consultant, and a <laughs> soon to be <laughs> much sexier now. clinical psychotherapist. I, I didn't have too much trouble with the department, but... Uh, yeah, you go into those classes, and it's like... It's like... Three quarters. Yeah, women. 80... Like, yeah, <laughs> seriously, it's like eight to one. Something I, I will never understand. It's because it's easier. It's psychology. No, it's not because it's easier. It's Dudes don't want to talk about that shit. Yeah, it, it was really odd. In the beginning, there were a few girls. And then at, towards the end of the major, there were even fewer girls Yeah. For, for mine. And then I remember one time I took like a health science class. And it was just, I was like, there was like three guys. And I was one of them. It was just so bizarre. Health science. Did, they, yeah. did you just talk about like how much better kale is? <laughs> no. You know, you know no, why there's no, no girls like public health. You know why there's no girls? Why? Because not enough girls play with Legos when they're kids. You think so? That's it. Maybe. And Tegan plays with Legos. She does. So Tegan, Tegan is uh, Daniel's daughter. Yes. And so Tegan plays with Legos. So it would be interesting to see if she'll go into more mathematics and science when she's older. Mm-hmm. It's Maybe. It's kind of a, a weird thing because, I mean, I've, I've worked with uh, many uh, women like programmers and many guy programmers. Women are just much harder to find, but they're just as good if not better than the guys, I think they bring a different diversity. So I don't think it's a matter of men are better at certain careers. It's just they're harder to find. Yeah, it's just also the culture right now. Like, you know, back then when Atari and all of that, when the, those programmers were coming mm-hmm. up, when like Pac-Man was like the biggest thing, Miss Pac-Man and all that. Sure. You know, those uh, the head programmers for all those games were women. Really? Yeah, not anymore. After after Nintendo started to get really big, they decided to, you know how before Nintendo, the Atari and all those games were in the electronics section? Yeah. But when Nintendo came along, they put in the toy section. And by then, uh, the toy section were separated by men, like boys or girls. Oh, sure, sure. And, and then they still are. Yeah. So uh, Target had that big thing where they put everything in the same section. It was just toys. And there was this whole, like, argument, like, Oh, this is crazy. I don't want my son playing with a Barbie, blah, blah, blah. Was, I played with a Barbie. This is crazy. But it was with a girl, so it was okay. 
should play with Barbies more, though. I, yeah. I played with Barbies one day, and I ripped off all the heads when I was a kid. <laughs> That's... And <laughs> my cousin, we were borrowing it because we were at my grandmother's house, and my cousin got all the blame for it. That's hilarious. Because I, I pretty much broke all the Barbies, but I, that was the first thing I wanted to do. That's, that's, that was your it must initial have been four instinct. years old. Yeah. Yeah. To rip yeah. off girls' heads. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. put it in the fridge. Did you do that after that? Anyway, back to our topic <laughs> on how to make how to make your career sexy and specifically with web development, um, I found that as long as I was able to like lay down the knowledge and show that I was like, valuable to society in some way, I know something that they might not because I'm like I'm an expert in it. It's not just a hobby. It's something that I'm doing for a career. And therefore, it's something that makes me uh, more interesting than the next guy. Also, uh, being like a developer, you don't really hear, I don't think the women really hear that line as much as they would um, other careers that are more common. I guess so. Especially now these days. I think it's also important to be a good listener and really like adapt. Sure. You know what I mean? Like making web development and programming relevant to her reality, I think that's like a key. Like okay. how it how it like applies to her life. Like I could build Snapchat. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. I, that works. I mean <laughs> if the girl likes Snapchat, then sure. But I mean you can you can also relate it to other stuff, right? Like let's say she's into fashion. You can say, Oh well, you know, I, I just built a fashion app if if maybe you have or you build something that relates to her life and you're behind the scenes of that. I can see how a girl can be very interested in that. Mm -hmm. the, there's also other stuff like um, showing uh, your success, your value uh, in different ways. Like maybe that you're, uh, you have a job that clearly pays better than the average job. Um, I think could be something nice. I don't think it's good to say that right off the bat saying, hey, I make more money than you. <laughs> I think that's obviously a, a bad thing, but it could be kind of implied that you're doing pretty well for yourself. And I think that's always an attractive thing. Yeah, I agree. Just being that this is like a, a natural career that you're making a decent money or better. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, and you're moving towards something else, showing that you have drive, that you're <clears> moving to a new level. That sure I'm making this amount, but this is a career that there's so much need for, and there's uh, many different levels, and you can constantly, constantly get better than maybe a dead end career. Also, for me, a good way for me to do it was show how passionate I am uh, in my career. I mean, this is great for for sales as well, right? But for impressing someone else, like in the dating scene, just to show that I really enjoy what I do shows that one, like I'm valuable, valuable enough to figure out how to do something that I enjoy doing, which that, that is, that's a big thing right there. Cause a lot of people don't have the luxury of doing a job they actually enjoy. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's huge. Having that, showing that passion, but mm -hmm. at the same time, you don't want to bore them to death. Like you're all interested, you know, when you're like really interested in something and you get all super into it, and then eventually they have no clue what the fuck you're talking about. But if you're if you're passionate and fiery about that, yeah, then it doesn't matter if they don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, guess so. I feel like there's like a like a, a mark, though. Like you could be super passionate talking about it for like an hour or two, 
and then after that, okay. like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, after, like, an hour, like, oh, I wonder if he has something else, or if he could talk about something else, or if he enjoys this. And they'll try to, oh, they'll try to, this is how you know if what you're saying is sexy to them, is when they start qualifying themselves to you. Do you ever, oh, yeah, do you ever yeah, hear, yeah. do you ever go, oh, this is what I do, and then they go, oh, I do this, this, and I do this. <laughs> and then and then you go like oh okay and then most guys they just blow that shit off and go well anyway I did this and this and this and then they they're fucking stupid right so you have to look for these <laughs> you have to look for these things I can I can just see that because I can relate that to a few different girls that I can see in my mind doing that exactly yeah exactly the thing exactly so you gotta like listen you gotta go oh good she's trying to qualify so I'm like totally in she's attracted to me mm-hmm. so now all I have to do is. Build a little bit of comfort, a little trust, and somehow make an excuse that going back to her place or your place is a great idea. Sure, sure. Now, I did this, uh, I had this little thing, and this is uh, prior to me uh, meeting Erica, uh, my girlfriend. It was actually my first pickup line that I said to Erica was when she asked me what I did for a living, I said, oh, I'm a professional skydiver. Just because I thought it'd be fun and it yeah. was kind of obnoxious, and I was like, "What's? Well, it's a good opportunity to screw with someone." And she didn't buy it, and, and we ended up talking about what I actually do um, was like making websites. But this got got to be like a thing where I would tell lots of girls that I was a professional skydiver, and then I would get to asking them, "Okay, I'm I'm actually like a web developer, but like, who's more attractive?" Initially, almost all the girls said the web developer, or they said uh, the skydiver, sorry. But after talking to them, they're like, but I would rather date the web developer. And the reason why almost all of them, which is like very annoying to me, is that, oh, the web developer, the web developer makes more money. That was it. But security is important. It is. It is. And then the other reason I said the, for the skydiver is, well, the skydiver would be cool, but I would be so worried they're going to, like, fall and die one day, just not come home. I think it's also, I call bullshit on that excuse. I bet, really, what they were saying is they were attracted to you, and that was, like, an indicator of interest. You see what I'm saying? Like Maybe, yeah. Like, if Maybe. there was an actual professional skydiver dude next to you, and he was, like, totally hitting it off with that chick. Oh, that's true. That's true. She would be like... Yeah, fuck web developers. I love skydivers. Oh my god! Like I would totally. <laughs> okay, but, but theoretically, um, in this like this little survey, I surveyed like ten women at the time. What do you think is you more? You surveyed or you hit on ten women? <laughs> <laughs> a little, little bit of both. A little bit of both. But I asked uh, ten women, like, what, what's more attractive, uh-huh. a skydiver <clears throat> or a web developer, and. All of them said web developer at the end of the conversation. So it wasn't necessarily the exciting thing. The, the, the skydiver was like hotter. It was sexier. It was sexier in the moment, like a better hookup. But for a relationship, it was better to have the one with a stable career that like probably statistically makes more money, which I don't know if that's true because I'm sure skydivers, how many could there be? There's got to be like they got to make some pretty decent money. I guess so. I'm not sure how you get paid. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe by Red Bull. <laughs> I don't know. You fucking jump off a, like, a spaceship. 
<laughs> yeah, it's true. It's a bizarre career choice, right? Yeah. But it would be yeah. cool. It, it would be, be cool. It would be a Are fun, you kidding me? It would be a fun thing to do in your like yeah. 20s, maybe 30s. Yeah. So, I, so really, I think... a skydiving instructor? Yeah, I, that's what I think yeah. the professional would like be. Like a surf instructor or something. Doesn't yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Fun. 30 grand. But it's cool. Yeah, it's if I was cool. a girl, I'd bang the skydiver. Yeah. <laughs> totally. But who would you get in a relationship with? See, I think it also depends what the girl wants at that point. Sure. Right? They just want to hook up. No, let's say I'm looking for a girlfriend, and it's the same scenario. The, a skydiver girlfriend or a, like a web developer girlfriend. Now, as a web developer, I'm going to choose the web developer because like, I can have more conversations. Sure, that sky, skydiving chick but, sounds hot, though. Yeah, the skydiving, you just imagine this. Yeah, like, I'm kind of more intrigued there. Yeah, that's, that sounds really hot, right? But, but she also sounds like she's going to be crazy. Also, we don't look, we're not looking for the same thing, though, as girls. That's true. That's like, true. we're probably looking more for, oh, she's hot. That is true. Like, when I, when I see a girl that, what income she makes, I don't... I don't think most guys really do that. It's not really a factor, because I'm thinking, oh, well, I'm going to make not, my own That's money. not all guys look for. Yeah. No, no, it's not. An interesting but, girl is, hands down, the most important. And it's like you know, I word. did a survey when I was an undergrad, and this was with, like, a couple hundred people, right? Men and girls. Men and women. I have to do, yeah, men and women, about 50-50 split. A couple hundred. And I asked them this question. I said, <clears throat> um, have you ever dated somebody who you didn't find attractive initially at first? Have you ever, like, dated somebody that you didn't find attractive at first? Okay. So what do you think the results was, guys and girls? Well, I would think that very few guys yeah. date anyone they're not attracted to. Uh-huh. And I would think that a lot of women do. I, my guess would be, like, 75% of women yeah. said they've dated someone my, I mean, my gut reaction whereas it'd be like an inverse or maybe even less like 10% of guys say that they're dating someone that they're not attracted to what do you think Daniel do you think that's true yeah yeah definitely. I, if a guy's not attracted to a girl I don't think any level of intrigue is gonna elevate them to attract attraction yep maybe they're borderline attracted and then they find out that they're interesting and then they are very attractive to them. yeah that's, that's pretty much it. Girls, it was like 65% of girls said that, that they gave him a shot. Or they didn't sure. find him attractive first, but they went on a date. For guys, it was literally, so it was a couple, like, a few hundred, right? 200 something? 200 and change? And guess what? How many, like, how many of those? Like, three of those guys. Three guys out of 200 and something said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gave... <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's nice. It's hilarious. It's it's also true. It's just it's just how it is. It's yeah. just how it is. We're just hardwired. Also, we don't look. We're not looking for the same thing as a girl, right? There's survival and production re- replication value, right? Mm-hmm. Survival is like the safety, comfort, you know, the money, the resources somebody has, the security, you know, stability, and uh, reproduction replication value is health indicators. Now, uh, are guys like more okay with being alone, like that kind of lone wolf thing? Whereas a girl more wants to be in a relationship. Um, that's, that's different. I think it's right now it's maybe or, a little heavier because of like because of the culture. But I think it's about the same. Because you know there are clingy, clingy needy guys out there. And there's sure. also same thing for girls. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I agree. So yeah. And also, there's that effect, right? Have you heard that... Uh, What's that? Oh, fuck. I forgot what it's called. It's called a manatee effect or the mermaid effect. 
Oh, it was called the mermaid effect. The two different creatures. <laughs> well, that's that. The story kind of links it. Have you heard of it? The mermaid theory? No. Have you no, heard I, of it? I haven't. We talked about it a little bit a couple of years ago, maybe. Uh, like, so let's say you have, you know, this friend, or you have a assistant, or you have a colleague, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, you're not that attracted to her, or whatever. But then you see her like every single day, and you haven't gotten laid in like a month, mm-hmm. and you just keep seeing her every day. And then all of a sudden, she was, she turns into, uh, like, she becomes, like, kind of attractive. Like, you know what? I didn't think about this before. But you know what? I would totally sleep with her. But I was pretty attracted to Ariel when I first saw her. So how is this related to mermaids? Well, this is, this goes back to, you know, that, uh, back in the day when there were, you know, ships and all that. Yeah. And there were just men on the ship. Yeah. And they didn't have any, like, you know. So they would look out to the sea, and they would accidentally accidentally confuse a manatee with a mermaid so it's the manatee mermaid effect exactly this is what i'm saying so oh, so they would see a manatee and they were like wow wow that's like they thought they saw a mermaid wouldn't you just bang the other guys before you dream about a manatee well i'm not saying they banged <laughs> the manatee i'm just saying they they were so desperate that they thought they saw a mermaid even though it was like probably a manatee that swam across but i mean it is true like i remember going to like boy scout camp like a week. Boy Scout. Boy Scout. I was in Boy Scout camp. I was a a Boy Scout. Uh I was actually an Eagle Scout. And um, we'd go away for a week. And any girl afterwards just looks phenomenal after that week. Because you're around all these, like, uh, high school guys for a week. And that's all all you see. So when you finally get back to society... And you're hanging out with uh, just any girl. They are just really super, super hot afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, the man. You didn't daydream about bears in the forest. The bears (laughs) didn't look like Uh, Pocahontas. No, maybe maybe if I went away for another like month. month. Yeah. But yeah, is that, but, how, you, yeah. Is that, that how your dad met your mom? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So God for the manatee effect. Yep. So, but, so well, I have a question. Yeah. Web development doesn't have to be sexier than than skydivers sky or firefighters. It just has to be sexy. It just has. To, yeah, it has to be sexy. It has to be sexy in her is. reality. Right? Anything can be sexy at that moment, also. Sure. Right? Sure. I mean, there's different ways to make it seem, to frame it, right? To reframe it as something uh, sexier. So maybe maybe the people you work with can be very interesting. So I, I've done a lot of websites for like celebrities or big companies. So saying that and kind of name dropping a few of these names makes me more interesting and therefore sexier. Yeah. It's like that theory... You know, like tribal, we're like we're still tribal type of creatures, right? We sure. have cliche, cliques, we have groups, and we have like categories that we belong to, right? Mm-hmm. So the theory is, if you are a leader of that tribe, or if you're associated with a leader of that tribe, you will be a lot more attractive than, let's say, you were way farther down the grunt. You know what I mean? Yeah, leaders are attractive. Yeah. So, by associating. With like so if you're the leaders with a, with a celebrity, with a celebrity, with whatever, right? Someone sure. who is super famous or super powerful, you kind of carry on that. 
Paro. But if you are name dropping, yeah, I think that comes off as a little tryhard sometimes. Exactly. You don't want us. Yeah, you don't want to seem yeah, as bragging or anything think, like that. I think that could be. Um, I know I have some friends. Typically, it's like the outer staters, like out people from like another state, and then they come to California or Los Angeles to try to get into the entertainment building business, and they work with like two celebrities, and they just name drop those celebrities like day and night. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens all the time. And now, I mean, I'm guilty of doing it too, but I I try not to. I, I really try. I do think it sounds a little douchey to name drop too much. Yeah, it's like it's like about it's like bragging about anything. If you said I have a Ferrari and no no no, that sounds sounds mm-hmm. a little braggy. But let's say she finds out that you have a Ferrari. Oh, it's way better. It's way different, right? The yeah. dynamic and then is way different. She knows you weren't bragging. Exactly. She knows you're humble. Exactly. Sure. So you have to kind of get her there instead of pushing her there. And it also kind of leaves a little bit more mystery, right? Like. Let's say you're driving a Ferrari, and you meet this girl on Tinder. She's a random girl. You meet a girl on Tinder, you go to a date, and you pick her up in a Ferrari. And she's like, wow, like that's unexpected. I was expected to get picked up in a Prius. <laughs> or worse. <laughs> I don't think there's much worse. <laughs> you haven't seen my car. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's still not a Prius. Still not a Prius. Still, uh, I just I hate Priuses so much. Yeah, you're a Mac fanboy and you hate Priuses. I know oh, they're just horrible. So. Yeah, you know Steve Jobs drive the drive the Mercedes. Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a Prius. I'm yeah. okay with it. <laughs> yeah, but you should be cool with Mercedes then. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with Mercedes. I don't have nothing of a problem with it. Are you sure? And eating only apples until you die. Yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay know. with that. <laughs> I. I just Priuses. I get I get stuck with that Prius all the time because it's every third car in the street. Yep. And like San Francisco, when I went, it's like every other car. It's horrible. That's hilarious. It's absolutely horrible. It just ruins ruins my day <laughs> going up this steep hill in San Francisco, and I'm ready to go and like take it like a rocket ship going straight up, and then there's a Prius that can barely make it up the the hill. Yep. Going like one mile per hour. <laughs> so I can push it faster. So you can push it? Well, it's okay. Tesla will take over Priuses. Oh, oh I like Teslas. Teslas are cool. Yeah, Tesla. Yeah. The Model 3. Yeah. No, it's great. I, know. I, I don't think they're going to make them all. 35 grand. I think they're going to have trouble manufacturing Probably. Them. But eventually, it'll, hopefully, it'll take over. Sure. I think it's great. I think what they've done is it's phenomenal. Yeah. I think there's a reason why their stock has taken off and why everything is... Uh, Elon Musk has really done a great job. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting completely off topic, but I, I think uh, unless there's anything else you want to add, I think that really concludes this, po- this podcast. Um. Yeah, I think we're good. Cool. Th- thank you for joining us. And if you have any questions, uh, you can always reach us at hello at johnnyandbrandon.com. And Daniel. Oh, I just, I just <laughs> said that wrong tonight. Yeah. Uh, hello at johnnyatbrotsky.com. There you go. There we go. All right. See you guys next time.